I stopped to get you foods, Modelos. Let me just let you know. Mom and Pop Place, supporting small businesses. Yeah. 12-pack. What do you think a 12-pack of bottles cost me at a Mom and Pop Place? At a Mom and Pop, uh, 20 bucks. 12.99. 20 bucks, David Dave? Yeah. Up. Go up for 24.99. Wow. 24.99. Wow. For a 12-packer? 12-packer. You know what, though? I'm glad I support. Normally, I go to Ralph's. It's convenient. They're about 12 bucks there. Yeah, it's $15.99. Wait a minute. Yeah. $15.99 for... So you paid $10 more in a mom and pop place? <laughs> yeah. But I was already in. I was Good already... Put my Apparently, mask they're on paying it. you well. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome well. to Let's Get Into It. <laughs> We're getting into it about modelos. Modelo, eh? What's up? It's delicious, by the way. Thank you, Teddy. We have to have a we have to have a cold, something cold to drink while we're out here. Absolutely, Robert. Thank you for having us. Thank too. you. My pleasure. Coming to you from um, this is where the you're made character. in Mexico. Set, set, set. Yeah, dude, it's absolutely beautiful today. It's been it's been lovely. Perfect. It's a good day to talk about movies and yeah. about what's going on. So, yeah. one thing I uh, I I noticed is I've been watching a lot of films lately. When COVID started, wasn't my thing really. I I wasn't I was. I was trying to binge watch stuff. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. But lately, I've been into older films. I got into like Gene Hackman for some reason. Like I went back to thinking about how great he was and what an amazing actor he was. And I went back and I watched Hoosers. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's amazing in, right? That inspired me as a kid, by the way. Well, that's and that's what movies are all about. That's why we make them, right? Well, let me tell you something. David, Dave, you're about what? 6'2"? Yes. Okay, I'm five seven. I can't get inspired by Hoosers, <laughs> dude. There's a small dude. There's a small dude in Hoosers. Hoosers is like right. the, the the basketball version of um, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. So there's a little dude in there, but Hackman, you know, he gets in there. He's great. He's yeah. amazing. And then after that, I said, you know, next night I'm going to watch Mississippi Burning. Yeah. Which was interesting because I don't know, you know, sometimes you watch your story, right? Yeah. Based on true story. Yeah. What's it loosely based about two. It's about three activists, two white, one uh, black and their kids. Oh, right. College kids. And they uh, get arrested. And because the two college kids that are white are with a black kid. They release the the police releases them, but they tell the KKK about it Mm -hmm. before they release them. Mm. And as they're releasing them. KKK comes up and pretty much kills both, all three of them. I'm familiar with stuff like that. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but I found it, again, Hackman and Defoe. I mean, everyone in that movie is amazing. Middleton but, worked on that movie, right? You know what? I think he did. Yeah. I didn't. You know what? I didn't even think about that. Joseph yeah, Middleton right. Remember, was an one, assistant yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That explains a lot because that's an amazingly well cast movie from soup to nuts. You know, you're talking about like Francis McDormand at a young age, and all those dudes. I mean, I can't name them all because there were some guys that was like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, that course. guy's amazing. And you're also watching something that likely can't be made today. I don't know if it can be made today. Now documentaries are taking the place of like a Mississippi burning, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because they're using the N word left and right. Yeah, they're uh, you know, I mean, it's a racist, racist uh, movie, and it's uh, and it's definitely white against black. It's it's uh, it's a complicated subject, and you know, we're sort of in it all over again today. Yeah. It's never stopped. It reminded me that it never stops, and that there's always a new version. Of racism and a new version of white against brown and white you, against black. Do you think, though, as filmmakers, uh, you're right, Roberts, because it's all docs now. Like, hey, we could be as honest and truthful as a doc, but as like storytelling and in, in, in making live actions, I mean, there are racist people, and if you have them in your movie and you're trying to like get yeah. a point across, 
Why could we not make that movie today? Make I think if you make a movie like that's that, another, that's another Latino word when you're educated. Basically, <laughs> look. Basically, um, <laughs> no. If if you make a movie like that today, I think you look at it as preachy. Yeah. Um, you're it's looking at a true story though. Picking that's a, a thing. side. Well, I don't remember the movie. I just you just ah, it's amazing. Me. You got to go watch it. Um, I'm yeah. just saying, why tie our hands? Why not make the best movie you could make and make it as honest and real as you can? That's it's just my hard, dude, because even watching it was hard. Watching people burning crosses, watching people going into uh, you know, someone's house and pulling you out of bed and beating you and, and, then, and then lynching you. So, um, See, I think as a filmmaker, we have an obligation to make those stories, be as woke as possible, don't hide it, don't be like... Show that shit because it's happening. You for, know what I'm for saying? independence, yeah, yeah for sure. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. we say it's all sunshines and rainbows, and sir, can you come outside? We're gonna take no. Show the truth. Show show people breaking into your house and doing that. Yeah, I mean, you there's great. I mean? Yeah, and there's great. I guess it depends on the type of movies you make, the type of filmmaker you are. But that's an honest, truthful movie that's based on a true story. Yeah, Boys in the Why Hood. It, Boys know? in the Hood did it. You know, Boys yeah. in the Hood told you the story from the inside out. I mean, that was about blacks. And blood minorities in, blood out. killing each other. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I think uh, I think there are great filmmakers out there speaking about their truths. Um, and then, you know, then you get films like 13th that tell you the 13th Amendment story. And then once you get so educated about this stuff, I think it's hard to tell a very specific story. Because yeah. now we are, you know, there's there's documentaries like I Am Not Your Negro there's documentaries like 13th. There's all these great documentaries, you know, even Ali, yeah. you know, uh, will tell you about civil rights and about and about what happened. So now we all are very aware uh, of what's going on. And um, and I don't know. I don't know if a movie like Mississippi. I mean, it was so impressive that I'm sure it would be as impressive made today, mm-hmm. you know, and Hackman and, and Defoe kill it. So I don't know. I've been into that. You know, I've been into watching great performances, great directors, stories that just you don't see these days anymore. I mean, yeah. dude, it's a, it's a lot about families today. Um, I don't even know that your boy did uh, did us a service by doing that it, that that mobster movie on Netflix what's it called The Irishman oh, yeah. I, I don't know that that hit hard enough you know like it was a little soft yeah you know I read that book the I heard you paint houses I read it like years ago and the book was a lot more hard hitting like the, the Irish Frank Sheeran the, the main guy he was a ruthless dude you know what I mean it was kind of like Klinsky the, the Iceman he had his kids and his family but when he was when he was doing putting in work he was ruthless dude there's yeah, so- Scorsese doesn't really. He kind of sticks to you know, he, he, Goodfellas is a good example. Goodfellas like, is hard. It's hard, and the it's more comical than like you know, fuck. You know, they cuss, and you know, he says, "Well, it's wish fulfillment, right?" If you're Italian, you're thinking, "Yeah, that's what we're like." Yeah, you know? but not all Italians are like that. But no, no you're right. Like you it appreciate was, it. Irishman was a little little soft. It, you know, could have been a little more. But safe. I think uh, I think it's I think it's true. I think. Uh, Movies like Mississippi Burning did not shy away from the subject matter, you know, and, and it was, a, you know, across the board. I, I love characters like Hackman where you know that, well, I love characters like Hackman because they're not afraid of the evils of the world that we're all sort of afraid of a little bit, you know, yeah. like he didn't care. He would walk into the private club where all these Ku Klux Klan guys are at and... 
you know, sit there and have a beer, knowing that they all want to kill him. He sits there anyway and tells them a story, and they're just, <laughs> you know, they're so mad. They're like, yeah. you know what? Get your, you know, they're yeah. they're letting him have it, but he ain't afraid. Yeah. And uh, those kinds of those characters are heroic and exciting and and inspiring. And you do you do finish watching that movie and you think about it, but you also think there's great people and there's great uh, courage. Yeah, in people in this world, and uh, and you hope that you could be someone like them. Anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to get all deep on us, but no, but it's true though. I read a quote Tupac, you know, who was like a black activist. He said, "Us against them. It's not meaning black against white. It's good against evil. Him being good, evil being the racist. There's racism in every race, dude. White, black, Mexican. You know, it's bad and good. You know, depends on what side are you on. So." It's an interesting subject mm. because it just makes you look at yourself a little bit differently. And then, you know, we've simplified it to like white, black, yeah. white, mm. white, um, Mexican, Latino, whatever. But really, it's a more, it's a more, it's a canopy. You know, talking about about that is really about talking about things that you just don't like. And you that, know, my first racism was against more like Mexicans. Right, we're we're very racist against yeah, each other because I was considered. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't accept me, you know, because I was pocho. I didn't speak Spanish, so that's my racist. First, yeah, my first thing <laughs> yeah. was like, why don't you guys want to be my friends? Oh, because you're fuck, you're white. You're, yeah, you're white. I'm like, well, no, my my mom's white, like, why don't you don't speak Spanish? Well, I didn't. They didn't teach me. Yeah. So that was my first thing. You know what I mean? Well, that's the that's the uh, conversation. I think we've had this early, early on in one of the first shows. We had this conversation, but. You know, people ask me, why did you change your name to Roberts? What's the story with Roberts? Like, Sidamontes yeah. is such a great name. You could have, you know, you could have kept it, and, and, and it's, bang, it's a banging name. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that my parents are immigrants. I was born here, and changing my name is, regardless of why I did it, is part of my journey yeah. as an American, as a Mexican-American yeah. in a lot of ways, you know? Whatever I was thinking when I did it um, was not likely the smartest reason but it was was something i decided to do and it's part of my journey as a mexican-american and i ha and i've accepted that instead of going like why don't you change it back why don't you you know part of my identity was that i felt it necessary to change my name for whatever reason yeah. it was and i forgot like whoever like when i changed it at 19 that's not me anymore yeah like if you look at a 19 year old kid that's yeah. me who changed my name i'm a 54 year old dude that can't Younger. relate to when 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 uh when i changed my name so it's again it just becomes something that i've built my identity around it but uh like the reasons and all that stuff doesn't make any difference anymore yeah yeah living the american dream there robert yeah, but you know I a like lot that. of immigrants though they change their name when they get here no that's true that's yeah. a lot of them because they get here hey, engelbert humperdinck changed his name what? <laughs> Who's that? I mean, I know who he is, but why would you would change your name to Engelberg Humber? I don't know if I was a singer. What was his know. real name? I don't know. Damn, that would, we should nobody can pronounce it. That's I'll mention that was it. A that was a Robert, you listen. When you quit filmmaking, first of all, my name's Roberts and not what Robert. Roberts. I get a lot of Robert. Yeah. Uh, when you finish, you could be uh, like a pitch guy for movies because every time you pitch a movie, I want to watch it. 13th, although I haven't watched it. Oh, I left here, amazing. put it in my phone, and I watched amazing. it. Now, uh, Mississippi Burning. 
So oh, that's it. a great one. I love you know that one. It's a great movie. When, when Made in Mexico comes out, I want you to talk about it. Okay. I really do. It's going to be one of those classics. <laughs> It'll be a classic where you, where you explain why it is that you love it. You know, ironically, there's a scene in there that got cut, and it might get added in, where my character, his name's Pepe Aguilar, but he goes by Joe. Uh, one of the guys asked him, dude, why don't you go by that name anymore? And he said, because, you know, when my mom, back in the 70s when I was born, she didn't want me to be, you know, there was a battle between my mom and my dad. And my dad won with me being how my name would go, you know, Pepe Aguilar. But my mom wanted to be Americanized, so they didn't teach me how to speak Spanish. I don't really feel a part of that culture. And, and that's kind of like, that was me. You know, I was yeah. named Rodney Rinks, you know. My mom's last name is Ramirez. Like, I didn't. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Ramirez Gonzalez. So I would have been, you know, today would have been a different story. I'd probably have been. Alejandro Gonzalez Ramirez. Dude, that's a banging name. <laughs> go back. Go back. I'll go back to. I'll when, go back if you go, you back, go back to Marco back. Antonio Hildemontes. My kids want to go back to Hildemontes. I said you may. Well, that's part of the Absolutely. journey, like you said. That's a good point. It's all. It's all the journey. If my kids decided to change to Hildemontes, I would support it. And I would support it because it's part of what they're feeling inside at that moment, you know, and, and you just feel it. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. I get text messages from this dick every once in a while out of the blue. Feelings. feelings. I was like, why? Why? It's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night. What are you doing? You're sitting home talking shit. I know. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about wrestling feathers. What's uh, what's a movie or TV show or something you've watched lately? So the ones I've been watching... Um, of course, I I love Back to the Future one, two, and three. Oh yeah, classics. Yeah, those ones get me every time. Those are my favorite ones. Um, two other movies I've watched with uh, Marissa Tomei in them is uh, The Wrestler, and then also oh, uh, Lincoln Lawyer. I watched Lincoln Lawyer. I, that was good yeah, too. it was good. Davey Dave, you know what you would like? There's an account about it's called Film Locations. This dude goes around. Uh-huh. The locations and takes a photo uh-huh. like he'll put he'll split the screen yeah and it's one shot of like the uh, a steal from the movie yeah. like and then he'll stand in that same location oh he does a lot of back to the future dude back to the future's it's, got a lot of cool locations yeah it's pretty cool oxnard they were all over the yeah. place yeah yeah uh places you would never think about mm-hmm. you know yeah. i love that i love that about la centric movies um hey guys so i we've been talking about pink dot a lot yeah, Pink Dot. Big fan of Pink Dot. Right. Uh, they're, you know, they're here local. I yeah, think right they up, right up the street. Yeah, they deliver all over. So I just ordered um, some Casa Mexico tequila from Pink Dot. Damn, we're gonna go that route. Already? Well, I'm just gonna see if uh, I, I I I needed some anyway, but I thought I'd order it when I was sitting down. I ordered it. And so, it was fast. So let's see what let's see what way. happens. Yeah. Are we going to bust open a bottle? Do you think they'll deliver it before the show's over? That's the real question. No. I'm long-winded, right, dude. You know how I am. We might be here for like five hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll cut it all out. I know. What the um, dick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you, have you, Did you watch all three of them during COVID? Uh, yeah, uh, I watched uh, Back to the, I watched uh, number two is my favorite one, Back to the Future one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. watch those, and then also Lincoln Lawyer, the wrestler, watch awesome. those. Yeah. The other show that um, I watched through was uh, Upload. It's on. Oh, yeah, Prime. My wife's watching that. Yeah. It's it's a real. If you don't want to have to think about anything and get just, in there, just watch it. You can watch it in in one sitting. I think they got yeah. eight or nine episodes up, but it's it's not too cheesy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The writing's cool. The premise is pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's got some good effects. It's nice. It's cool. a it's a cool one. Is it, have you guys watched Black Mirror? I didn't watch it, but have you no. guys seen it? Yeah, everybody's saying Mirror. that this is what's happening right now is like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, even the writer said that he's going to take a break from writing any new really? episodes because he doesn't like want the, to, like he doesn't the, want to foretell anything. Exactly, like the Simpsons, their their asses yeah. are like foreshadowing everything. <clears throat> yeah, but Black Mirror is a very interesting show. Yeah, very I watched show. I think one where it was all about likes. 
Like it was, you know, yeah, like, as, as, uh, based on a social credit score. Yeah, based on exactly, and it was uh, Ron Howard's daughter, mm-hmm. Bryce You're Howard. Right. Yep. Yeah, you gotta I love watch her. It. Yeah, I love yeah, her. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, Robert. You would dig it. It's kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone, right? It is. It is. I want to check it out. Um, check it out. I want to check it out. <laughs> um, Basically, you should check it out. COVID. <laughs> you need to step away. We're t- you know on the show we're talking a lot about race and names and all that. There's a show called Black AF on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? Oh, I heard about it. Yeah. 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 So I started to watch it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, I disliked it a lot. Yeah. And my wife was really loving it, right? Black AF is created by Kenya Barris, who also created Blackish, Black-ish mm. right? And wrote and exec produced. They got into blows, so he went and created Black Uh, And AF stands for As as fuck As fuck Okay So It's interesting Because it reminds me Of the Larry David show That's called Curb Your Enthusiasm Where you're super uncomfortable About what he's doing Like I've gotten used to it now But when it started I couldn't be in the same room sometimes If he was doing something crazy Um, (laughs) But yeah But this dude This dude Kenya Has created a show About a super do it's he's playing himself yeah. he's a super duper wealthy successful writer showrunner knows everybody then he's got his wife who's played by Rashida Jones Rashida Jones yeah. yeah so they get into it but he's really harsh you know he's really specific about uh, showing racism on the show and 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 calling it out he's really uh, specific about you know how he treats his kids. He calls his kids bitches, and you know he'll say, "What the fuck?" Like oh. so. That's going back to our conversation about Mississippi Burning. Then, yeah, like it's it's honest. It's honest about who he is and about potentially how he thinks a family like this is. You know, and it's super uncomfortable at first, and then you start to realize that he's training us. You know, to see something new. We're being trained to watch something different. And I and again I watched it and I was uncomfortable and then eventually I sort of got into it. I started to like his character. He has his one scene where he's meeting with Tyler Perry, and he brings his daughter. And before Is Tyler Perry in it, yeah, oh, and, and Tyler Perry shows up, yeah. and they're going to have a meeting. And his and uh, Kenya's daughter's there in the scene, and he has an argument with her in front of Tyler, and Smack he's it. like, "Hey man, what the fuck? Like you're being a bitch, like treating a." His kid, like you would never ever see anyone yeah. treat their kid. Yeah, and and uh, and Tyler Perry looks over it. I'm like, dude, what? Are you, What's wrong with what, you? Yeah, well, she is being a bitch, Tyler. Right. Yeah. So, it's just a funny, different look at a family. And what I find even more fascinating about it, which I think we can learn from as Latinos in television and film. Is that what I learned from it is that they're not telling a story of the average black family. In fact, Homeboy is probably the 1% of the 1%. Right. Because he's that rich. Yeah. They're flying, you know, they, they plan a... Uh, they plan a vacation and they're on a private jet like like you've never seen, like a private jet like you've never seen before. Incredible. Like Global Express. Yes, like. yes, amazing. Yeah. But And they're spending, I don't even know how much. I couldn't imagine, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he's up there. So I doubt that he's making the the show specifically for 
yeah. the black community. I think what he's trying to show is wish fulfillment. He's trying to show that you could do it, anyone can do it, um, and you can also be yourself, and you can have also have the issues that you have as a minority, even if you're super rich, even yeah. if you're super successful. Yeah. Um, so hmm. I think it's it's interest it's an interesting time for TV for film for people. It's it's odd that we're going through all of this weird stuff currently, like today. Yeah. Uh, but race riots. Yeah. All kinds it's of shit showing. I mean, you know, it's showing itself in really weird ways. But I like the boldness of Netflix and Amazon. I like what they're allowing you to do as a creative person, you know? Like, we got to get out of the box. Yeah. High concept is one thing, but really thinking about doing something where where you have the confidence in your story to tell someone a story that they may not know but still relate to. Yeah. It's like he's this dude, Kenya, is teaching me how to watch black television yeah. and a black family in a new way and I'm totally down. Like I, I'm down now. I want to see the second season. I'm down. I'm down for this new version of the Cosby family, yeah. which is no longer like a version of a white family. And now you've got Kenya out there, like wickedly telling his story from a yeah. point of view that's specifically him. Yeah. Whether or not that's him or not, people are learning a new way so i dig that i'm all over that that's um, cool that's good because it's honest then, yeah. at least you know what yeah, i mean yeah. it's like going back to mississippi birdie and like yeah that films should be made like that we should be we shouldn't have our hands tied we should be able to make the films that we want to make as long as it's within board you know what i mean yeah. like mississippi Burning is based on a true story so you got to show the the truth so it's kind of like larry it's like curved yeah yeah so. and it's and it's terrific there's something really cool about being shown something that's very unique yeah. and uh, and a, and different and and high then concept. like yeah and and high con- and liking it and then you yeah. turn around and you're like I love this you know I, yeah. I totally get why he's doing this so enough about that but if you want to check it out check it out and by the way I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me I'm sure a lot of people are like ah it's not that great but I uh, I learned to understand and to appreciate what that was all about again another show now Davy Dave that he pitched and I'm going to watch there you go. because Roberts is a pitcher. <laughs> he is. Fucking, I'm going to call you Rich Gossage, the reliever. I'm bring you in. Sidewinding. The Man, closing. remember that? Yeah. The closer. That was Raleigh Fingers. The Raleigh closer. Fingers. Nolan Ryan over here. Hey, so I want to get into, I think this was really cool to talk about for people that are listening. We're doing Feliz Navidad, and I think this will be interesting for the people listening. So the script is a really fun Christmas movie, but throughout the script that Peter Marietta wrote and Elisa Marietta wrote, there is a vocal group. It's kind of like pentatonics. So there's two of them actually. So, you know, we're rushing to get the movie made. We're casting, we're doing all this stuff, but there's a lot of questions about logistics because vocal groups that are five have, you know, like this have beatboxer and they have awesome singers and one of the groups is the New England Patriots of vocal groups, right? So they're like cocky, they're terrific, right? So yeah. not only do you have music in the movie, but you have now a world-class pentatonics-like vocal group. And then you have another vocal group who's the underdog, who's like pentatonics as well, who has to beat out the super successful cocky vocal yeah. group, right? So... 
when I started to figure out how we're going to do this, we started to realize, well, there's no way you could just hire kids or cast kids to be this super vocal group, right? Yeah. So just to give you an idea of what we decided to do, we decided to cast kids to lip sync. We can't, So we went out and found a vocal group that kicks ass, and we record them doing the songs, and then we the cast that we that we put into it that doesn't have to sing they just have to look great and lip sync the song are now going to perform the songs as if they're singing it so mm. you got a guy doing the beatbox but he's not really so now you just have to pretend to do the beatbox yeah. right so that's how that is going to happen so we're going to pre-record it we're going to play it back they're going to perform it and that's the easiest and most inexpensive way to make this work but isn't that how all movies are made cuz i remember when i was going to do this one film and I actually went and took vocal lessons because I was going to play the lead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> laughed out loud. But um, but the person I was talking to was saying, no, it, it it's all it's all done in post because of the ambience. Like no one sings in a movie. Yeah, that that's not how it works. Like they'll sing, but they don't use that. They have to go and record that in a studio, and then because you have the ambient sound, not you have always. So many- not always. It just it depends. Sometimes they perform it there. With the with the mic that's being, that they're being recorded on, it just depends. if it's a I guess if it's a live performance. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's all live performance. Paulina Chavez is going to be Noel in our movie. She sings in the movie, so we're going to record her live. Great singer. Yeah, we're going to record her live, yeah. uh, but we'll probably play her back too. So there's lots of decisions that need to be made prior to getting your music set up. But that, but if you're thinking about doing a movie that has singing in it or performing, I'm, I mean, I'm lucky. I don't have a band. You know, there's. Sometimes there's bands playing. This yeah. is all a cappella. So if you're thinking about doing it, you just got to figure out and get to what, what I to make this decision. By the way, I had to get Joel High on the phone. I had to get Danny Lux, our composer. I had to get our producer. I had to get Melissa, our director. I had myself. Yeah. And we had to all get on the phone and talk this out because no one knows what job they're doing until you tell them. Yeah. Right. So you're sitting there going like, well, how are we going to do this? Because if you don't talk about it and you decide just you and your director decide and your composer doesn't know and, and uh, Music Super doesn't know what he's licensing. All that's got to be it's decided producing way ahead player. of time. I know. Well, if you're a producer out there, that's the whole point is that I just want you to understand all these conversations need to happen early. Get that out of the way so you can focus on the good stuff because otherwise you're in the movie and someone goes like, hey, well, how are we doing the playback? Well, yeah. Who did that? Who's yeah, in charge? Yeah. Wait. And then, yeah. then you're either shutting down or you're going out to, to figure out you're going to do it in post and then you're yeah, screwed. Yeah, then you're screwed. Then they're doing it on an iPhone ADR. It's horrible. <laughs> so that's a little Actually, com- I, I, the, the uh, iPhone ADRs aren't bad. I've been using them. That's, oh, yeah, really, absolutely. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the time we're in that you can call an actor or text an actor and go like, hey, can you say, you know. On your phone. Come, come pick me up five different ways yeah. on your phone and send it to me. And you can literally drop that into your movie. That's and, how good these phones are. And, they, and your sound design mm-hmm. could fix it so he can make it however you need it to say. We're it. doing Trump, this, you know? uh, this podcast is being done on an iPhone. Yeah. That's right. No, I'm, I'm not even, I'm, I'm on Zoom right now on my house. <laughs> Where are you fools? Hey, Egypt. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So we talked about that. I think that's kind of cool. And then, um, so here's something that's been going on you with you. You know what I want to ask you though, Robert, before we get into that? I get into your stuff. Uh, forget about my stuff. Um, we'll get into it right now. Okay, so you're making a movie. Because yes. what if you're an indie filmmaker? What do you have to do to lawfully go out and make a movie right now? 
Is there like a set of rules? Do you have to go to a board? Do you have to get an approval, or can you just go out? Because I, I, I'm taking you just can't go guerrilla style and start shooting, and you get you'll get narked off by Group Thirteen. I think you can do a little guerrilla style for independent. Like I think you can get away with maybe like an hour. Oh, dude. Hey, hey look who showed up. And this is uh, Pink Dot Delivery. Pink from Dot. Pink dot. Oh, Coming how, through. That time, dude. The time Coming that that through. took. I don't want to. I don't want to. F- I, I don't want to uh, mess this up. But look, the, the order was placed at twelve thirteen p.m. It is now twelve fifty eight p.m. Wow. Wow. That's pretty was good. That? That's uh, that's almost just the time to get up here. That's a, yeah. that's like forty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they delivered a bottle of Casa Mexico tequila. Just so you know, I'm not lying here. It's uh, what they charge you thirty nine bucks plus three ninety nine for delivery. That's, That's not, not bad. Three ninety nine. That's it. And they could deliver as much as you want for three ninety nine, not just one bottle. Which I'm stupid enough to order just one bottle. Sh- we could have do- we could have got the uh, Modelos there. <laughs> so let's uh, let's hat tip to uh, Pink Dot. Yeah. Pink dots uh, delivered here in less than an hour. Yeah. I ordered by phone. I didn't even call them. Ordered by phone. Nice. I like You're that. old school like that. I like that, Roberts. Yeah. By and what can you order from then? Everything, right? I'm, I'm old school because I ordered by phone. Yeah, because nobody orders by phone. Anymore. I ordered it's by all... cell phone, by uh, online. I know. Online. Get, oh, online. Oh. You yeah. didn't call and say, no, hi, I, Pink no. Dot? <laughs> I ordered online. <laughs> this is uh, Mark Roberts. Hi. They're like, is... uh-huh. <laughs> so, so go to our website, for God's sake. So they're asking me right now, okay, so your order's been delivered. Thank you for your order. This is how quick. we. I'm going to give them five stars right here. Boom. Give them five stars. Please. Five star. Oh, yeah, five stars. Um, Pink Dot's been around forever, too. I remember back when I first true. moved to L.A., they very used true. to deliver. And deliver, they, they deliver any time. Dude, they're yeah. old school. They've yeah. been around for a long time, and they'll take care of you. So go check out Pink Dot, order online, and uh, and get your Casa Mexico or Modelo's or whatever you want. Actually, you can get toilet paper. You can get anything. You can get, you anything. Get food, you can get all food. kinds of stuff. Um, so what were you saying? What wasn't I saying? Um, <laughs> about the guerrilla style shooting. Oh, yeah. yeah. The answer is I think you – I think like – like all things, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a camera and you have people willing, uh, you know, go out and shoot some stuff. I mean, right now things are starting to open up again, so I don't know. You know, it's probably a good time to get out there because there's a little teeny bit less traffic and stuff yeah. like that. But if you're just doing stuff for yourself, just, yeah, just I mean, you got you to gotta keep Small doing group. it. You got to keep Don't you worry about the Karens. No. no. No, and also look in San Diego. You don't need permits to shoot in San Diego. That's just oh, the way that city good works. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Good you didn't to know. know that. No. Yeah, no. San Diego doesn't have permits. You just have to ask permission from from the place where you're at. But otherwise, you can shoot wherever you want in San Diego. Wow. It, uh, how big a production? I mean, any. Wow. Any. Size? any. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to get into. Your movie. So what's been interesting about Made in Mexico is that we've gone through all of these different levels of issues and successes yeah. and failures and all that. And you're actually no reaching... No failures, just lessons, Robert. Just lessons. You're reaching the end. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no... What is it? What do they sell? There's no, uh, there's no problems. There's just solutions. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, um, so you got to the point now where you've gotten a great that's edit of your movie. Yep. And you, everyone watched it, 
and now you've had you just had a three hour meeting, three and a half hour, three and a half hour meeting via Zoom with notes with your executive producer, your editor, your yeah. your co director. No, no editor, no editor. Oh, no editor. It was it was a, it, Weiser, our EP, myself. Weiser's really like a filmmaker because he knows a lot. You know, the guy smart, studied. Man. Yeah, he's he's smart, but he also wanted to be a filmmaker, so he read a bunch of books and he knows pacing, he knows story. He's he is really good. Yeah. My only beef with Weiser is that he he runs extra. Which is an entertainment news show, <laughs> and it's so fast that he's like he's almost too fast. Like, dude, yeah. you gotta let things breathe yeah. a little bit. We're we're not like trying to like you know pack in you know four hours minutes. of content in thirty minutes. Right. That's my only beef with him. But he is smart and he does know he does know storytelling. So it was me, Wiser, him, and Ron Lee. And Ron, it was really cool because I normally I hate Zoom. I, I actually do hate Zoom, but we were able to watch the movie on the screen together. All of us together, we had a little boxes. How did we you do in. that? How did, did you just Ron put Lee. in a DVD? Or? No, Ron Lee did it. Oh, he had a file he, he on his the, computer. Yeah, he had okay. the file. He pulled it up on my computer, came out. Uh, we had a, it was great. A couple, we had a couple glitches, but we knew the content. Like I, we've all watched it, and then we, were, you know, we would just tell him to pause, and then we talked through every single scene of that movie, even dialogue. That's mm. why it took three and a half hours, and we figured out. And it was cool because we had conversations like, what do you guys think of this? I hate it. I like it. Mm, I'm on the fence. Why are you on the fence? Why do you hate it? It was cool because we flushed the whole thing out. Uh, we got some notes. We sent it over to Rich. And, you know, Rich is a great – he was cool with it. He was like, these are great notes. You know, Thank you for getting them. I'm, he's going to jump on it tomorrow because he had a job right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we got off the phone that Friday – or was it Friday, Saturday last week? And we were all really excited because we have like a good, good movie. And what did the notes consist of? Like, you, you went? Did you go scene by scene, or like You're when did you stop? You're not paying attention. You're on your phone. When Get did you stop? <laughs> when did you stop and say, "Okay, let's talk about this"? Like, whenever we felt, whenever anybody felt like something wasn't working or they didn't understand it, Wiser watched it with his wife. His wife loved it, but she had some questions in in terms of continuity mm. and sequence. And while we were shooting. We ran out of time, and we cut about 10 pages out of one scene. And what we cut out, that dialogue set up a storyline, right? So when we went to go shoot that other stuff, stuff didn't really make sense because nothing was really set up. So we had to adjust, you know. And when we made those adjustments, what was finished didn't – it made sense, but it didn't make sense. So Lilo and I are doing a lot of um, ADR work. Which is cool. That's nice. I didn't plan on that when I wrote the script, yeah. but we're kind of dictating what's happening. We're doing, we change. We have like BTS where we're where we're talking behind the scenes. So which was, and I think I talked about it last time. What was really cool is we, um, he never really left character. Yeah, and even stuff that we were shooting as B roll, it was so good because the camera's rolling and the mics are hot, and we're just talking. We're just you know we're having fun, and it and it comes across. Awesome. It comes across perfect because we're supposed to be building a bond between him and I, yeah. and we genuinely like each other. But he never, he never, he never got out of that character. Once he so put those uh, Gucci shoes on, yeah, that was it. Even if he was chilling in the seat, he was in character. That was it. I sent him a link because I needed an ADR, and he said, "Can I post this?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I don't care. It was quick." Okay, hang on. Can, can we get back to the details of the phone call and the notes meeting? Well, you are you are you done with your phone call? Yes, because as the host, when when I see you <laughs> take your phone and start, so when I take. 
you start talking about <laughs> nonsense. No, um, my movie. Oh, nonsense! Great. <laughs> Wait, no. Lot. What I what I want to what I want to get to diva. Very three diva and a now. half. Hours. You know what I'm saying, David? David, if it's not about him, he, he's on his phone. You ain't like, gonna tell uh, me, man. Uh, you're not gonna, yeah. Hey, I am making a movie, and it's happening literally as I speak. So I got to be you're careful. You're doing a podcast, and we're in the middle. They of can it. wait. You're the producer. Okay, you know what? Actually, David, Dave, that's a good point. When we go up there. Sorry, Middle man. of the shooting, we're yeah. going to just say, it's time to time to do the podcast, Roberts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Time to go. <laughs> Stop time everything. Go. Stop everything. Um, no, what I want to know is three and a half hours is an enormous amount of time to be on the phone discussing things. So Not really. Well, here's the thing. If your movie's an hour and 15, you know what I mean? Like, I guess you're right. No, it's not because we talk, we talk every scene out. So did... Was there was there conversation? Did you stop at one point and there was suggestions that you just couldn't fix? Like, no, no. So every wow. one of the stops was like, "Oh, we could do that." Every one of the stops. Well, there was one thing that we said, "Okay, hold this. This is really good, but it doesn't make sense right here." And continuity-wise, we can't put it right here because, you know, the wardrobes are different, everything's different. But we need this. This is important. This is something that tell. This is something that's going to really help move the story. Move like it's a dramatic, dramatic piece of the story. So. We put that aside in our mind, notes, and then we finished the movie. And we, as we were going through, we already kind of knew where we wanted to land it. And we said, right here, it's going to work. Let's let's see. And then once we got to that point, we're like, that's it. You're exactly right. This is where it's going to go. Right. It makes sense here. Like, right. you know, just. So do you think the best time to have like that meeting that was super long was well into the edit? Yeah. Yeah, so so you needed to get to a point where your film was working for you and then get it to everyone else and then have a very serious meeting about what's next. Yeah, I think, like like I said, there's no failures, there's just lessons. I think as a filmmaker, and I don't edit, obviously. Um, unfortunately, when I was having my first guy cut, cut the movie, I was getting pieces in, then I was giving him notes, which is the worst thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I let Rich, I said, look, because he asked for notes. I said, no, dude. Just do your thing, be creative, smart, smart. see your vision, put it out there for us to see, and then when we're done, then we'll go through, and that's what happened, you know? And so we were able to see the whole movie, watch it a few times, all three of us, and then watch it with people, like my wife watched it, I said, what did you think? She loved it, she told me a couple things. Wiser watched did it she like it better than the cut prior to Rich Alicon, or yeah, she liked it the it's, same? It's funny because she liked both of them. They were just different cuts. Obviously, Rich's moves quicker. He's a video filmmaker. Um, you know, like his his is more action. Like his is more colors, graphics, like you know stuff that moves, music. Where the first cut was a little more. There was no music, and it was a little longer. It was more kind of drawn out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but you know, she liked them both. She she definitely saw the difference in Rich's cut. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's a professional. Uh, same with Weiser's wife. And so after watching it a few times, when Ron Lee, me and Weiser sat down on that Zoom call and went through it, we already knew already knew points that I wanted to make. I wanted to discuss. Like I wanted to say, what do you guys think of this? Because I was on the fence. Like, should we play this out a little more? Do we need to? And they're like, no, we've already established it. Don't worry. As a writer, I like to repeat myself. In life, I repeat myself. I talk about shit on this all the time. You cut me out. That's okay. I get it. <laughs> It'll all get in. If you listen to every single episode, you can figure out what you're talking you about. You can figure it out. But, um, no, it was great in that sense that, you know, thank God for Zoom like that. And you know what? After Rich gives us his cut, 
guess what we're going to do? Hmm. We're going to all four, he's going to send it, we're going to watch it. Probably watch it a couple times. Then all four of us get on a Zoom with any little minor notes. If there are any, there might not be any. And he'll be there too. So it's pretty cool. And we could say, you know, hey, right here, man, can we can we let this breathe a little bit more? Or, you know, this coloring, can we, could we adjust the coloring? So you're heading towards the end. Towards the end. Almost Dude, sounds like a real movie. Yeah, no, it is. I don't even know <laughs> at this point. Like, I still want to go music supervisor. Yeah. Or music, but we use ninety percent of extreme music, dude. Yeah. So I mean, it's really. You I'm know, it's excited. A lot, a lot of, it's a, It's really good. But about you know, your soundtrack. Yeah. So, did, have you worked out a deal with Russ yet? We haven't, only because Joel's working on a deal with him for because Joel's doing almost multiple like a things. Deal. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're gonna do that. But I'm pretty then, sure uh, if you called Russ. You could be a get story. a better deal. I mean, yeah. come on. He sponsors I mean, our show. Hey, for Russ. Yeah, hey, it's me, Titty. Hey, let's Maybe talk about extreme music for a minute. I'm, congratulations, by the way, that you're coming to the end. I think lots of people on this podcast have been listening and hoping for an end to this amazing <laughs> journey. <laughs> um, so extreme music's coming out with ferociously fierce new releases. Did you know that? <laughs> ferociously fierce new releases. They always have, like, they'll send emails about, like, what their new songs are because you know they're coming out these composers are writing every week yeah. so yeah. they've got to combine all these and put them in some sort of cool category so this email is titled ferociously fierce new releases the fiercest production music in the history of production music damn. ever damn that sounds <laughs> ever whoa ever so the here's a, here's some of the albums that are out that you can go check out it's acoustic soul uh, old school hip hop. Oh, dude, that's I, a lot of. Oh, is that a new one? Yeah, I gotta, old school hip hop. They have some good hip hop on there. They do. They, they do. really do. Dude, yeah. they have everything. They've I think got, we've like, Snoop on there. We've really, pro- yeah. we've proven that that's the thing. Uh, they've got grime punk. I mean, this is amazing because it is very, very across the board, right? There's uh, battle hip hop. So yep. obviously, that's got a specific uh, feel. Throne. This thing's under the the picture's underwater. They have something that looks like the Beach Boys called Abandoned Jute Box. Wow. That you know, you they, know what you're gonna get with that name. They've right? got some really talented um, people who know their music there. Yeah. yeah. So wow. here's another one. There's a uh, Godflow, Mississippi, the Truth. So I don't know. That could be religious. That could have an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh so. wow! Look, Elliot Yamin has an album that's coming out on Extreme Music. That dude used to be uh, one of the contestants or uh, high level on American Idol. Mm. So now he released mm. an album through Extreme Music. So Extreme Music doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you got Jim Davies from the man who spawned the first starter riff. I don't even know what that means, but it uh, sounds good. So sounds go check. Yeah, sounds ferocious. <laughs> go check out the ferocious, fierce new releases on Extreme Music and use them for your uh, projects. Yeah, please. All right, cool. Um, Thanks, Russ. Dude, we gotta get Russ back on. I can't stand that he hasn't been on we for gotta get the call this in. long. What do we gotta do to get the things? We well, call here's in. the thing. Let's let's get we'll get to that after uh, after we uh, sign off. But I definitely want to say we covered a lot of ground. I was gonna have a guest guest this week, but I feel like we've covered a lot of cool ground. We'll bring in our guest next week. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this was awesome. I thought I thought we talked about a lot of really interesting things today and. Um, and if you There's guys hope you're making a movie, Robert, yeah, we're making a movie. We start potentially June 8th. I'll, I'll update you next next podcast. But um, definitely if you have questions, you know, text them or, or 
instant mail them. What do you call it? DM them? What, DM. what does DM stand for? <laughs> direct message. Oh, direct message. Robert. Instant mail them. <laughs> instant mail them. <laughs> DM. What does DM mean again? I just didn't know. I wasn't sure. DM. On the, on the Instagram. On the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, um, you know what, too? On the interweb. And we need to get people to do the, the interweb. <laughs> Dude, that actually sounds like a cool name. Um, we need to get people to go on Apple, the, the little thing, the uh, icon, the purple yeah. icon. Click five stars and write a review. Oh, that'd that be helps, nice. That helps pump us up to Yeah, tell people level. about yeah. our podcast. Uh, tell us what you think. And uh, if you have, want any questions answered, be happy to, to help you out with your project. If anybody's out there and wants to sponsor, yeah. we'll give you guys shouts out and... Shouts out. Does that make we'll sense? We'll give you guys shout outs. Shouts outts. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. That's the Modelo's talk because I haven't eaten anything we'll yet. We'll give you a plug. How about and that? we're still thinking plug. about. Plug. There we go, Davey Dave. And we're still thinking about our competition contest. I had a little trouble legally putting that together, but uh, we're still working on it. So, uh, hey, you guys have a uh, great weekend. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next time on Let's Get Into It. The Master Course. That's what's the up. Master Course. That's it is. Up. It really is. Oh, you know what I could talk about, too? I started a new gig. I'm not getting paid yet, but I'm a part of the thing called Oddball.